0: Welcome in. Good to have you. Bill Michaels show on the air. This, hey, this portion of the program, uh, especially on a day like today when it's ice out there. Oh, man, I hope you don't need it. I hope you don't need it. Praying you don't need it. But if you do, our friends at One Collision County Line, they are there for you. And they work really, really, really well with insurance companies. And they keep you informed every step of the way. They're the people that took care of my car. at a fender bender over the summer. And they did a fantastic job on it. That's one collision county line in Menominee Falls. 262-251-1700. 262-251-1700. And I am, uh, it's funny, because I, I, I had my car washed uh, two days ago. Was it yes, No, yesterday. yesterday. And still, I just, you know, you're always out there checking it. No scratches, no nothing, no door dings. And I'm, because it's just so perfect, the way they did the work on my car, on the on the rear bumper and the, the passenger side rear quarter and the door. So, they do fantastic work, and the best part about it is they text you. They keep you informed every step of the way, every step of the way, which is the best. And that's one Collision County line, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. They people come from all over. Two six two two five one seventeen hundred because of the quality work they do. Two six two two five one seventeen hundred. Give them a shout and tell them we sent you. So uh, we'll we'll get back into the Packer stuff coming up here because I do want to get into a lot of uh, emails and such. Uh, And then we've got Jim Ozarski coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk a little Bucks basketball, but Brewers baseball stuff. Now, Grant, do you have like Brewers news as well? I don't have breaking news. I have
1: things that have been reported today that I think we should at least mention because they're important for the Brewers season. So John Morosi, who's with ESPN – Uh, or I should say MLB Network. He's done stuff with ESPN in the past and Fox. He says that the Brewers have basically no trade talks going on with Willie Adamas. There's not really any interest for him. So everyone involved in teams that have reached out expect him to remain with Milwaukee, at least at the beginning of the year. So that's Mm -hmm. something Brewers fans should know. It doesn't seem like Willie Adamas is going to move this offseason. Ken Rosenthal also reported slash hypothesized in his article today that maybe the Brewers could look into Reese Hoskins because they have garrett mitchell who has improved he can stay healthy jackson sure is only 20 i don't know if joey weimer could be a designated hitter because he hasn't really shown that he can hit consistently yet um so he's saying reese hoskins coming back off an acl good career ops and would probably want to look for a prove it deal to get a bigger deal down the line so that's what rosenthal reported reese hoskins that would interest
0: me yep That's what I was uh, actually going to bring up was that could they get themselves a legit guy that can actually play first base? He had the, uh, like you had mentioned, he came back from the uh, ACL that he uh, tore in March uh, last year. And uh, he's a guy that hits for power. He's good on the corners. Uh, And after splitting time between first base and left field in his uh, first few Major League Baseball seasons, He was the Phillies' primary first baseman 2018 through 2022, racked up 148 home runs, 405 RBIs, and an 11.1 war during that time. That would finally be, he's soon to be 31. He's a career 242 hitter, uh, but he boasts an 846 OPS, and that that is quality. And according to SportTrack, his market value suggests that maybe four years, 84 million bucks, would be that type of a contract if they could if he can get it uh but like you said possibly approve it deal to make sure that that need didn't really hinder him in any way shape or form that would be a big deal if they did indeed go in that direction that would be a good fit in my opinion that is a typical brewer's move trying to catch lightning in a bottle and seeing a, in a position of need and that would add your first time in a long time a serious quality guy that is a first baseman over at first base that can do more than just be a big guy standing there. You, you and, said, uh, you said first baseman over at first
1: base, which seems redundant, but with the brewers, you need right. to specify. Right, they'll, exactly. They'll stick anyone over there.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, they call guys first baseman, but really they're glorified DH. I mean, you know, Ronnie Telez was not a backstop over there by any stretch of the imagination. Hoskins can actually play first base. He he's a first baseman that can play first base. Rather than saying, like you know, we've seen in the past, big guys, big dudes with big bats that are well below average hitters. But we have no place else to put them. We want to give in the lineup. So oh, by the way, they're going to become a first baseman, and they're okay. You know, they get better as time goes on. But they're they're not they're not true in that sense corner players. And this would be and this would be the first time you'd actually have somebody over there in a long time that's actually that position. So I that would be great if you saw Reese Hoskins and end up in a Brewers uniform.
1: Reese Hoskins is similar to like Yasmani Grandal in 2019. It's like really good player yes. but for some reason can't get the big deal they want now, so they come to Milwaukee for one year and the Brewers are right. like sure, we'll pay you a lot for one year and then
0: they move on and get that big deal elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And if hey, if you're a part of that... now here's the thing. Maybe they give him a better deal, a prove it deal. Now I don't know, this is not necessarily the Brewers way, but Maybe you give him a little bit less than what he would get if he had a huge year. But you get him under, say, a three-year deal. And you actually put some, you invest some money and some time and such into that position. Now, I get it because of the way the brewers are that we all know they can't afford to screw things up. It has to be right. It has to be the good deal. But you don't want to be chasing the first baseman every year. You don't want to chase him every year. And it seems like the Brewers are chasing that position when they finally found, find a guy, like you said, then he's off to greener pastures to make more money elsewhere. You'd like to be able to say, we've solidified this position for the, at least the next three years. Also, going back to the original comment, talking about uh, the shortstop position, what does that say that there really isn't a whole lot of interest? You know what I mean? I mean Willie Adams not drawing much interest at all. Now, whether the Brewers aren't picking up the phone, I would assume you pick up the phone from everybody. But if there if there's not a lot of interest, what's that say? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's coming off a really
1: poor year. I mean he yep. just he just had a really down year last year. And there might be interest for teams calling and saying, Hey, we'll give you this, and it's just nowhere near what the brewers need right. to make the deal work. So maybe there's interest, but not nearly at the level the brewers need or, or the level that I don't know, is needed to make
0: the deal done. Yeah. I, I I don't know. But he had a terrible year last year. Uh yeah. And that's what I'm saying is that it, the, there's, if there is interest, it's very little. It's kicking the tires at best, at best. Uh, this is from uh, Art. Art says, uh, hey, Bill, you being a watch guy, do you prefer Alpha gear or dry strike? Uh, and then he goes on to say that he thinks Jordan Love is going to be worth anywhere from 27 to $35 million a year to start. And it's going to escalate from there. Eventually, over the next three to five years, it's going to put the Packers right back in salary cap jail. I don't know if I'm in favor of it, but you don't want to let him walk for just nothing. you got to bring him back, and you got to pay him what he's worth. But what the market is going for and what his predictable value is are two different things at this point because you simply don't know the latter. That is from Art. Uh, and Art, I get what you're coming from. Basically, what you're saying is, is, yeah, his market value for the numbers he put up this year are ridiculous. But because you don't know what the future is going to hold, and you don't know if he can do it in back-to-back years, you're taking a real chance. But isn't that, in essence, what most— most do then again you usually have three years to figure out if you want to pay the guy you know if he has one good year and then doesn't have a good year you know you're you're taking your chance but but then but you're not taking your chance because usually you have him under a three four year deal in this particular case you had to have a prove it deal and he did it so now it's just a matter of what you can get him to take without strapping the team and like we talked about earlier you front load it you make sure that it'll be somewhat of a team-friendly deal but in making sure that you have enough money to kind of keep some of the guys around them but you're trying to get as much of that guaranteed off the books as quickly as possible as far as being alpha gear or dry strike i you know what i know what you, for those that don't know uh alpha gear and dry strike are the new kind of like military smart watches that are out there i don't know if anybody has one let me know couldn't tell you art I'm a watch guy. I love them. I see them all the time. I love the look. I love the size of those things, but I, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. They're not nearly as much as, say, like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or something like that. That I know, but I, I don't know. I, I've looked at them. They scroll through on many different social media platforms for me, and I look at it. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, because I am a watch guy. Oh, and I, I have not pulled the trigger on either. I like the look of the dry strike better than the Alpha Gear. But the Alpha Gear they put through tests right there on, on the videos. They put it underwater, they pound it with hammers, they drive over over it with a truck, and it looks like it'll withstand anything. But beyond that I don't know. But I like the look of the dry strike better. So hopefully that helps you out. Uh, other than that I have no idea. What would uh for Christmas? Uh Kristen got me I does anybody have pocket watches anymore? Do you got a pocket watch, Grant? No, I I don't. Should I be real classy? No, I I'm just I I never had one, and Kristen bought me for for an engraved pocket watch, and it's got its own case because I have a watch case like a almost like a cigar humidor, but it's for watches. It's just all watches. It holds twelve watches, and I've got like four extra watches that don't even. fit as so many watches I have, but she bought me. It's just beautiful. It's a it's a pocket watch holder, and it's like a it's like a glass dome with a hook in the top of it so you can display your pocket watch you hang your pocket watch in there and then put the dome back on top of the uh, the wooden base so it's it goes next to all your other watches it's, it's beautiful and uh but i've never had a pocket watch before so but i usually uh I, I am i now we're getting weird because i am a watch i'm a watchaholic almost and i just i i look at them all the time love them Want them i have bought them over the years i have some that i should i don't even wear anymore and i should probably part with and i just can't but yeah i'm a kind of a watchaholic yeah there you go so i throw it out there (laughs) Uh, but if anybody knows has dry strike over alpha gear or vice versa there you go um Andrew says pocket watch, AKA cell phone. I get it. You take your cell phone everywhere with you and you look at the time. I get it. But there is something old school classic about a pocket watch. You know, the pocket watch was originally meant to go in your vest or in your pants pocket with the, the chain on the outer portion of say your belt loop. But, and I get it. I, I you know, it's not something that's very common in today, but it's, It's the uh, every now and then she likes to think of me as the sophisticated male. (laughs) Oh, I'll I'll get dressed up. I'll throw on the tight vest, the shirt. I'll have the pocket watch there. And then I'm ready to go. I can even, you know, drink a beverage out of a glass. And then I'll I'll fart loudly and ruin the whole image. So (laughs) that's, that's just me. Oh, my God. Uh, let's do this. 8, 7, on that note, 877-867-1670. 8, 7, 7, 8, 6, 7, Hit us up if you'd like to uh, do so. Please go ahead. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort. I was just checking that out the other day. They had some great parties. They got a uh, Mardi Gras party coming up if you want to get booked for that. They have so many things going on up there. And now they've got a little bit of snow and it's been cold. I don't know what's going on over at Pine Mountain. But if you just want to get away and you say, hey, no football this weekend or next weekend or whatever, you know, you just want to take a little time go to the Four Seasons Island Resort, or maybe, here you go, here's a little hint, 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 Valentine's Day is coming up. Their specials are going to book up quick. So if you haven't booked a, a place to go already, great weekend getaway. Great weekend getaway. Call Barb, to, uh, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. Uh, Barb's the girl to get a hold of. And use the promo code Michaels15. Tell her, you heard it right here, they give you 15% off of your stay. And it is a great, great, great getaway. And if you want to do something special for that special somebody during that Valentine's weekend, oh, that's the place to go. That's the place to go. They got all, You can go down in the, in the pool, in the big hot tub, in the sauna. You can go to the Diamond Room and get a great dinner. You can go over to the lounge and do a wine flight with cheese and meats and stuff. There's so many cool things. And you can go into town up in the UP, go shopping or whatever, but four seasons out of the resort, call barb 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. More of the Bill Michael Show coming. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. To have you back. Bill <laughs> Michael's show, we continue on. 877 867 1670. This portion brought to you by our friends. It's Stenny, second of National, in Walker's Point. And you know what this year means? I can't wait. It means the new Stenny's in Lake Country is going to be opening up on Watertown Road, out in Pewaukee, which is maybe five, six minutes from the house um yeah i'm already dieting getting ready for that thing to open (laughs) can't wait i'm i know there's a lot of people in this area that keep saying when's it gonna get open when's it gonna get open uh can't wait looking forward to it stenny's uh on uh, watertown road in pewaukee should be opening hopefully here in the next 60 to 90 days at the latest i know they had a slow start they wanted to be open last year they didn't get open last year but uh but uh, we, are, we are garnering closer and closer and closer times to uh, getting that thing open. So I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. Stenny, second to National Walkers Point, running shuttles all the time to a lot of the different games and such, downtown Milwaukee and in the surrounding areas. And then there's Stenny's that is coming to Lake Country, my friends, on Watertown Road in Pewaukee. Both places will be fantastic. But as they say, Stenny's, you should be here. Coming up bottom of the hour, uh, Jim Ozarski uh, is going to be joining us. And uh, should, be, uh, should be hanging out with us for a little while, giving us the lowdown on, uh, on the Milwaukee Bucks and checking in with us about the Bucks. Um, PacFan says Dry Strike and whatever brand you just mentioned are garbage watches. Read some reviews on them. If you want a good smartwatch uh, like that, invest in a Garmin, uh, the Phoenix, or the Applet Watch Ultra 2. Uh, Garmin, I would go with. Uh, I, in the Applet Watch, I'm not an Apple fan by any stretch of the imagination. I know that's sacrilege uh, to many, but, uh, Apple is good with Apple is good with Mac and all that kind of stuff. It, it doesn't mesh well with a lot of the stuff that we do radio wise. Uh, iPhone is not some of the stuff it does for video editing is great, but Apple has their own, when it comes to like phones, Apple uses their own camera system. Whereas, um, Samsung, which is what I have, it in it, 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 by far, whenever we go anywhere, everybody always wants me to take the pictures because my phone is magnificent. It's the news, um, Galaxy Note. And uh, why well, actually, it's a year old, but it the, the video and the pictures on this thing, as opposed to what happens on iPhones and such, night and day, night and day. And that's because I think it's either Nike, Nikon, or Canon that's who designs the cameras for Samsung. Versus Apple doing it all in house and they have not perfected. They can put in 47 different lenses and all that kind of stuff and take stuff away and have these neat features. But ultimately it's about the picture and we do so much with social media and I use my phone so much for that. I can't, uh, it's just so much better. So, and then when I come to find out that when I go to plug it into my computer, if there's an Apple that's plugged in to say my HP, they don't, talk well at all it's it's just problematic so uh apple's great with apple and if you're an apple person that's great they always say that like if you're an apple person and try to go to a samsung or a a galaxy or something like that that it's a nightmare but if you're a galaxy person and you go to an apple it's easier the learning curve is easier like apple people are apple people they always will be they're they're like a cult they that's what they do but the user ability of one to the other is easier going from the samsung and the galaxy and the androids over to apple versus versus the other way so anyway i'm just going down a long rabbit hole there so there you have it um 8778671678778671670 grant says so we're all assuming that love's going to be back with the packers but will he attract other teams interest if they offer more money than the Pack? could uh, he leave just saying no. No. Not going to happen. First of all, he's got another year left on his deal. Secondly, in essence, there's 3 years remaining on his deal because what they could what if it came down to it, in essence, what they could do is you're going to play out this year, we're going to franchise tag you the next 2 years. So in other words, you could be here literally the next 3 if he wanted to leave. If if he wanted to leave, that it would be at least three years, but he doesn't want to leave. So that's not even. I mean, I get what you're saying, but that's not even in the. That, that's not even within our reality. To be honest with you, that's not even our reality. Uh, he is Mike Clemens, and I have had some conversations off the air about him, about his will to win, about his want, about his understanding of the Packers' history and the lore. Um, and, and here's my next question. Why would you want to leave? You know, people say weather, but you're going to play in bad weather at some point. You know, look at what Miami had to endure. Miami had to go to Kansas City and play in 27 degrees below zero. Fourth coldest game on, on in history. You know, San Diego had to play Cincinnati in an AFC championship game when it was 56 or 52 degrees below zero. You know, at some point, you're going to play in cold weather. You're going to play in crappy weather. Secondly, the Packers can pay you at this point in time as much as anybody. So if it's about the money, you're not going to go anywhere. It doesn't seem like he hates the head coach. He's now got, and think about this, he's now got Romeo Dobbs. We'll see what happens with Christian Watson. He's got Jaden Reed, he's got Tucker Craft, he's got Lucas Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks, Bo Melton showed up. He's got a bevy of guys to throw to. He's got one of the better offensive lines in the league when it came to pass blocking. What what reason could it be? You're you're playing at one of the more historic franchises and one of the best buildings in all of the National Football League. There's probably only a couple of stadiums that at this point in time are maybe better than Lambeau Field, but don't have the history. SoFi Stadium is amazing. The new Roomba out there in Vegas is amazing. Jerry World is amazing. Beyond that, where where else, you know, I mean, they renovated the Hard Rock Stadium and all they did was put a big square roof on it. But where else would you want to go? You know, that you, when you look at the storied franchises, Gillette, Gillette's a, a pretty nice place to play. But same thing, same weather. Why are you going to leave here for there? I mean, when you start to think about it, right, there's not many other places here in the National Football League that you would want to play. You know, you you got a storied franchise like Pittsburgh. You've got a storied franchise like Chicago. You don't want to play in that dump. And down there, you're playing in one of the best positions. I I mean, it just the, the comment doesn't make sense. I get what you're saying, but the comment doesn't make sense you know in all reality 8778671670 um paul says love should be a tom brady don't take all the money and get a lot of players around him i would paul this is what's going to happen this contract is going to be a your set for life contract with enough give in it that he's going to play for the next contract And the next contract is going to be the generational money contract, right? So this contract is going to make money. He's going to be set for the rest of his life. His parents are going to be set for the rest of their lives. The contract after that, should he perform well, will be the, yeah, a lot of my ancestors, my kids, my my kids' kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids, they're not really going to have to do much the rest of their life. That's going to be the next contract. That's what you're looking at, and I hope that's the way. I hope that's the way it goes. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Marty. Marty, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on?
2: Hey, Bill. Good afternoon.
0: How are you doing, big unit? I am doing great today. What are you thinking?
2: Uh, I've been listening to you and uh, Grant, and also, and even last week when I. Uh, after the Cowboys-Packers game, you had talked about Bill. You had talked about the, um, the turnovers and as far as time of possession. Well, last week when Packers uh, beat the Cowboys, they won the time of possession and the turnovers. And then this week, the Packers won the time of possession versus the 49ers, but they lost the game. The right. Bills, the Bills beat or lost to Kansas City, but they also won time of possession and the turnovers, and they still lost the game. And uh, I keep on looking. You know, those time of possession, that big of a deal. Um, then also, we're talking about Anders Carlson. You've been talking about Anders Carlson. Um, I look at it. Why didn't Matt Lafleur take that field goal against uh, the 49ers when they were down inside the red zone? Uh, you know, you're playing the 49ers. You're not playing the Cowboys. Uh, the 49ers' defense is a you know it's another. It's another. It's a big dog is is out there. Mm-hmm. So. So they they went. They, he elected to go for it, and they didn't get the three points. Well, I think you should have won for the three points, but that's just my opinion. Right. Um, then, and then you're looking at also look at going just comparing uh, Anders and Mason Crosby. Now in college, Bill Anders Carlson from outside of 40 yards, his percentage he only made 30 or 56 outside of 40 yards, and he also now he also hit, tore his ACL in his plant leg, not his kicking leg, which is his right leg. So mm-hmm. I can't believe, you know, the Packers went out and drafted a kicker where he had an injury. But, again, they listened, and they also listened to Rich Bisacci, uh who also worked with uh, David Carlson and his brother with right. the Raiders, and he thought he was going to be an upcoming star. So, you know, that, you know, I don't know. I just I think you got to go different with uh, with the Packers kicker. That's what they uh Going into the next season, but then you're also you were talking about um, Jordan Love and about Super Bowl or bust. And I keep on looking at it, Bill. Uh, you, you go out and give him the big money, which is con- is going to have a contract. Do you want to? Do we want to go in the same situation as we were you know, in the past years with Aaron uh, with Aaron Rodgers and with uh, Brett Favre? Mm. I remember you be- talking about. Remember back when Ron Wolf was the GM, and you brought it up. If uh, Ron Wolf wouldn't have drafted Reggie White, would the Packers have won the Super Bowl back, uh, no. Super Bowl 31? Would they have won it if they didn't had Reggie White? Um, I, was, I was telling uh, my better half, I said, round earlier, I said, the Packers should give the Jets a call and see what they would be interested in, what they would give the Packers for Jordan Love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And just, to, you know, they could go out and turn their table on Aaron Rodgers, they could if they wanted right. to, but... I just keep on looking at it, Bill. Uh, you know, you want to keep you want to keep Jordan, but if you're going to pay him the big bucks, then you're going to you're not going to be able to stay young, and you're not going to have all these up you know the the younger talent around him. So it's almost it's a really a crapshoot right there, really, isn't it?
0: Right. right. No, I completely agree. I appreciate the phone call. It's um with with first of all, I'm not even entertaining <laughs> it calls for Jordan Love. But it is a crapshoot. you got to take your chance. But I also believe that the Packers are settled in that area. I think where you're going to see more of an emphasis, whether it's Sean Clifford or somebody else, is making sure that you've got a quality backup, seeing what we saw this year. But just trying to put additional pieces around him to to, to have all the cream rise to the top at the same time so you have a legitimate window, two, three, four years, maybe even more for the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. That, that to me, is what it's all about. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. We're going to get back into it. Uh, also, by the way, when we come back, I'm uh, going to talk a little Bucks basketball. Jim Ozarski from the uh, Journal Sentinel going to join us and give us a lowdown on the Milwaukee Bucks, who ended up going toe-to-toe with Detroit. I thought they were going to lose that game, and then I would have been just, you, you know, as a fan, been like somewhat embarrassed. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to him about this team that played so well against Boston a couple of weeks ago, and it looked so bad against Detroit over the weekend. Stay tuned, we got more of the Bill Michael show. Come. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Prairie. Oh! 17th of February, the drowsy lads are going to be at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. If you're looking for something to do, go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net on West Wisconsin Avenue. Great place and a fun place to party and go listen to some terrific music. And like I said, we are going to be there um, coming up in March, uh, on March 16th, Saturday night, March 16th, with uh, Cynthia. And they're going to be in town. And that is a freaking um, St. Patrick's Day party. That is going to be a blast. Now, I know St. Patrick's Day falls on a Sunday, but most people are going to celebrate on Saturday. We're going to be there, and oh, my goodness, it's going to be a get-down. So uh, whether you're going to go see the Drowsy Lads coming up in about three weeks or you're going to head over there in March, they have got all kinds of great entertainment. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net, keeping the Irish Cultural Heritage Center open and its doors open and the meeting space open and the weddings and all that kind of stuff, concerts going. For uh, a long, long time, since 1992, they've been doing it, more than 30 years. So kudos to Corey and the whole gang over there and uh, celebrating yet another year. Uh, Let's get uh, to it. Let's talk a little Bucks basketball. Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel joining us uh, on the hotline. Jim, how you been, pal?
3: Hey, I'm good, Bill. I'm good. Just uh, made it out of wintry Detroit, so good to be home.
0: Um, yeah, there is no worse place to be stuck than Detroit. <laughs> Just say, <saying. laughs> let me ask you this. Look, we're paying attention to this uh, thing the other night. And how in the hell do you almost lose to the Detroit Pistons?
3: <laughs> yeah, look, the, the Pistons uh, gave the, the Bucks all they could handle, really, on, on both nights here, Bill, and, and that is disappointing on its face, as Detroit you only has four wins. Um, look, I, I think it's it's just part of the story of this Bucks team where they continue to rack up wins. Uh, you know, there, there's only three teams in the NBA with 30, and the Bucks are one of them, and yet it's not the prettiest. It's not the easiest. It, it really doesn't matter who they're playing, Bill. Um, I mean, really, the only blowout they've had is when they pounded the Celtics of all teams You know, here at Fiserv Forum. So I, I don't know. I mean... There's basketball reasons for every matchup, Bill, but on, on the broad the broad strokes here, it's, it's, it's a little confounding um, why mm-hmm. they can't just put teams away. <laughs> uh, maybe that time is coming, Bill, but it's um, it, it, is, it has to be a little concerning, I think, if we're going to still talk about this after the All-Star break. But, yeah, they, I mean, they got to give themselves a little bit of wiggle room here so they're not playing all these right. close games.
0: Uh so let's uh, let's go back. Defensively speaking, there the other night Saturday night we're watching that thing and there wasn't any. Uh and I'm I'm like look, we we talked a little bit about uh, the other day uh about Adrian Griffin and we all believe that he's safe. Like they're not going to make some kind of a crazy move in the middle of the season, but you know, at what point do you say, "Hey, something has to change here, man. That this just this isn't getting it done right now."
3: Well, look. If, if anything changes, it's it's going to be John Horst, you know, fiddling around with the edges of the roster. And I think, Bill, look, uh, the, the starting five. Um, you know, if you're into, if, if the listeners are into you know advanced analytics, the starting five of the Bucks, which includes Damian Lillard, and Malik Beasley, have a pretty good defensive rating, which is measured points per hundred possessions. It, it, it's a metric that that most Use now as a way to, 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 you know, say which lineups are most effective. So the Bucks are having some issues, Bill. When obviously bench guys rotate in, or maybe Brook Lopez and Giannis are not with Beasley and Lillard to help them, you know, uh, at the back end of the rim. And I don't know what you can do with that. Like Jay Crowder is, looks good, Bill, after his surgery. He looks spry, but he's also still mm-hmm. thirty-five. You know, um, nobody wanted him last year. Nobody signed him this off. You know, so, and that is what it is. When your roster, your stars make up 80% 80 of the cap, Bill. So, on one hand, I don't know how you scheme players who aren't great defenders. Like, I think you can try a bunch of stuff, and I think that's what Adrian Griffin's doing, to try to see what can work, how they can string some stops. Um, But overall, Bill... Look, I, I think Bucks fans kind of have to get on the train of well, let's score 130 <laughs> because <laughs> I think the days <laughs> I think the days of holding teams to 95 are, I mean, they're not here this year. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I and I understand that. I, I really do. I, I guess. Does this team then, first of all, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be a top-four team in the playoffs, and we all understand that. And they got the Cavs coming up, and and the Cavs have had a suspension of their own, as a matter of fact, coming up uh, tomorrow night. But let me ask you, does this team want you, because I'm looking at it as, this is all a lead-up to the postseason. And whether you're in an Eastern Conference Finals or you're going up, say, against the Celtics in, say, the second-to-last round into the semis, do you have enough to consistently win in a seven-game series to beat the Celtics? Because that's who you're playing against. Does this team, the way they're playing now, do you think they're off to an NBA Finals? Or do you think it's all going to come crashing down in the postseason? Because I'm looking at it as why repeat. repeat.
3: Uh, well, look, I, so aside from the general caveat, right, Bill, of, of are, are, are these guys healthy? If they're healthy in basketball, Bill, and this is not like football as as we know, who who are the best players? And regardless of the teams in the Eastern Conference playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to walk out onto that court with the two best players on on the floor. Damian Lillard and Giannis Nadekoumba are the two best. So when there's ten out there, that's a hell of an advantage. (laughs) And I realize the defensive issues, and I know it's not going to look great, but Giannis I don't know if he'll win MVP this year. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Damian Lillard is leading the league in clutch points, Bill, which is basically measured through you know time and score differential. Not only clutch points, but clutch free throws. And I think that's where the, the rinse, wash, repeat is a little different this year, Bill, because I think when Giannis... Maybe all these teams try to try to crowd him or trap him, or maybe it's the night that his free throws aren't falling. They've got that guy and Damian Lillard. And then, oh, by the way, there's Chris Middleton who also hit game winners against the Heat and the Hawks. And Monty Williams went into this spiral a PTSD spiral in Detroitville when asked about Middleton and just remembering what happened to him in game six. Right. You know, so I, I think I think that's the difference and again i i, I think the difference is that they, they might score 120 as opposed to 104
1: to win some of those games hey jim and bill i hate to interrupt you because you guys are cooking but four minutes ago Woj just reported that adrian griffin has been fired by the milwaukee bucks Wow. Uh okay. Well, um <laughs> I'll let you guys I don't know what to do with that, but you guys discuss. I'm floored.
0: That Yeah, yeah um... I we were just I it's funny now, Jim. I yeah, I just see it. Uh the the Bucks uh, dismissed head coach Adrian Griffin. Now, let me ask you this. Uh was this something that was to do because of strictly results or do you was there a frustration with the team?
3: Uh look, I I think that Well, I am mean, surprised. I mean, the, the Bucks have done this with Joe Parni before with, with uh, Jason Kidd, Bill. And so I am surprised. I mean, we just said it now. Um, you know, we are, you know, it, it, it is a surprise. I do think there had to be a disconnect somewhere with the Stars, Bill. Um, and, and we'll get more into that as we get more information. But uh, it is a heck of a move because you you want to win a championship and man doing it with an interim is, is very very difficult
0: yeah that's are you are you overwhelmingly surprised by this no
3: not overwhelmingly bill um, you know it's just it's it's <laughs> it's a surprise because they made this decision to move on from from bud and hire this coach and I just felt you know that why not let it play out? But clearly, John Horst saw some things, or, or some things happen, where you know it. it they, they just decided this was the best way to move them forward.
0: Is this a we have to put the train back on the tracks right now move? I, but see, that's the thing. There's 16 games over 500. Bill, what what train is off the track? Well, so
2: that's what I, I'm going
3: to be really curious about to see what John Horst has to say about why this why this happened.
0: I guess if you're looking at it as this team should be winning with style points and they're not.
3: Mm. I mean, again, style points, maybe, maybe they matter. I am curious to see how this, I I guess, is explained and and what the news is here. Um, And again, yeah, maybe as we started this conversation, but with Detroit, maybe they feel they should be winning in a different way or adjustments should have been made. And and clearly John horse ownership, whomever, has decided that is not the case.
0: Interesting stuff. Uh, anything else before I let you go? Because this is somewhat shocking. I know you got to get on the phone and start making calls.
3: Yeah, I'll. I'll uh, as of right now, John I, or Bill, I'm I'm definitely really surprised um, that it would happen now. I, I thought in the off season things were off the table. As as look, we, we I've been on with you. You've been talking about it, and I've pushed back on it, Bill. I just thought. At this stage, you hire a first-year head coach. You're winning games. Uh, Maybe they're not beautiful, but you're still winning, and that's the end goal. So, yeah, we'll we'll just find out here as as to why these things happen.
0: Man, interesting stuff. Jim, great stuff. We appreciate it. And, uh, man, breaking news, so that's huge. Good stuff, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, I'll be with you this
3: week again, I'm sure.
0: There you go. That is our guy Jim Ozarski of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, breaking as we speak. As we speak, the Bucks have fired Adrian Griffin. Breaking news the Bucks have fired Adrian Griffin. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. Coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. didn't see that coming not right now but the bucks have fired their head coach adrian griffin joe Prunty is taking over in the interim and it appears according to shams arena that doc rivers will be the next milwaukee bucks head coach uh saying that the bucks are in serious talks with doc rivers uh also adrian Wojnarowski says uh that uh, they are talking to doc rivers as we speak um yeah, I'm. I, I, I got to admit, I'm not, not a fan of this move. I'm a fan of firing Griffin. Okay, I was going to ask you, a- but I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Doc Rivers. Gotcha. Okay, never have been. I, I tell me where he's won, and not had problems. Everywhere he goes, seems to be a lot of problems. And when you're talking about making sure Giannis is, unless Giannis says, "Hey, let's go with this guy." Um, I, I've never been a fan of doc rivers, never been. So I, and maybe he'll change my mind. I don't know, but I was reading the, uh, the Philly insider and they're saying, uh, Hey, we got a coach for you. Take this guy on, uh, saying that it'll give them the, uh, understandable advantage against the bucks in the postseason. Uh, so there you go. But, uh, yeah, Adrian Wojnarski reporting and Sean Serena reporting and everybody is now that uh, the uh, Bucks have fired. Uh, Adrian Griffin, he is out as the head coach. Uh, Joe Prunty is the interim. And it appears that Doc Rivers will be a serious candidate to become the Milwaukee Bucks' new head coach, uh, that they are, quote, cro- crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Wow. Well, breaking news, you heard it here. I mean, this is Ray
1: Rhodes 2.0, right? How many games did Ray yeah. Rhodes coach back in the day?
0: Um, Pack fan says he won a ring in Boston. He managed a ring in Boston. No, he's not the guy. He had so much talent in Boston, you couldn't help but win. And they they had veterans. They That was a, a team. When you look at the teams that he had with the Clippers, you look at the team that he had and was given, with all the talent, and the way he was supposed to meld it all together down in Philadelphia. No, no. What'd you
1: say? Uh, what'd you say, Grant? I'm sorry. No, 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 I was just saying. How many games did Ray Rhodes coach? Did he make it a full season earlier? That's who he I made thought. It a of. Full,
0: yeah, he made it a full season and went eight and eight. Okay. And what happened was with Ray Rhodes um, was Ray Rhodes was an incredible coordinator and has all the right things and interviews well. You know there's an old adage out there is that you 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 hire the resume you fire the person and had all the right credentials to be a head coach but what they found was Ray Rhodes worked hard but he worked hard at working hard there's a difference between working hard at working hard and working smart it wasn't overwhelmingly organized it's like if he's just concentrating on the defense and on scheming for a, as a defensive coordinator, that's one thing. But to be able to talk to the general manager and be able to also oversee the offense and to be able to oversee the defense and still be able to manage what's going on with your roster, talk to your general manager about roster moves, you know, players that should and shouldn't be on the squad. I mean, all that he, he that was he wasn't a guy. He wasn't a guy. So that was uh, that was the reason he was fired. Because some guys just look like they're working hard, even though they're they're throwing dirt on themselves digging a hole. You know, you're digging a hole, but you're not getting rid of the dirt. And that was Ray Rhodes. So, man, you talk about a way to end the show today. Oof. Holy cats. It, it's funny yeah. that this
1: news broke. You know, we've talked nothing but Packers since we came back from the weekend. Right. And the 10 minutes we're talking Bucks with Jim O, this news breaks. That's funny.
0: Right? How about that? Timing is everything. That's the reason this show is the best. Timing is there. It just works out for us. Timing is everything. What a day. What a day. Thanks to everybody. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, Ryan Wood for joining us. Uh, thanks to our buddy Jim Ozarski, Eric Brancheck. Thanks to all the callers. Everybody over in the live stream. Man, today, big day today. Big day. And what will tomorrow hold? Tomorrow, we've got two shows. And the huddle tomorrow night, our second-to-last one tomorrow night. There you go. There you go. Time for us to go. Have a good one. See